0: This is The Big Interview. I'm Graham. On this edition, my guest is Robert Snodgrass. The last time I met him was in a hotel lobby in Hamburg when West Ham were preparing their pre-season. He bounded up to me, um, full of beans. Somebody that I admired because he's a really classy footballer. He uses particularly his left foot in an elegant way. But I also like the Scottishness of his game. He's an ultra-competitor. We always give everything and when it's his moment, rather like with Charlie Adam, you see something glorious. And when that something glorious has got Made in Scotland stamped on it, I like it just a little bit more. Robert's a talent. He's also funny. He's really quick. He's East End Glasgow, um, proper East End. The Gallagate is where the famous barrellands and Barras are. When you hear about his upbringing and what kept him on a straight and narrow how that upbringing shaped him. I think you'll understand more about the footballer that you've been watching. And I think for those of you who weren't nicking about Glasgow in the 80s, or maybe haven't been there much at all, you get a far clearer idea of what we like to think Glaswegians are are truly like. I I like this man. I really enjoyed his conversation. It was set in a brilliant location. We'd arrived as part of that 9,000 kilometre round trip to bring you Svengorn Eriksson, And then film with our wonderful sponsors, Bet365 in Manchester. And finally, finish up on the 32nd floor of a high rise in Canary Wharf, looking down at the Thames. It's a long way from the Gallagher to the heights of a penthouse in Canary Wharf. But Robert Snodgrass carries that off brilliantly. I think in this interview, you're going to get the pure nitty gritty of football. And you're going to find out something that even Gary McAllister, the wonderful Gary Mack, guest on this show, doesn't know about how it came that he signed Robert Snodgrass for Leeds. Sit back now, relax, and enjoy having some Snoddy time. Part two will be along very soon. We're high in the sky, high on emotion, high on the the fun of... Bringing you the, the the big interview with Robert Snodger. It snods to people, it seems to be.
1: Everything, wind up,
0: prankster, everything. There's just loads. Thank you for introducing that theme. Hi. We we it shouldn't be now because this is a football interview. And it's yep. about your beautiful life, yep. and Your character. We're going to have to talk about prank calls. Yeah, you need you need to. Frank McAvaney sent us a question. Okay, so if we if we you know if we have to talk about Frank, not a problem. First it'll be the football and then it'll be the the, <laughs> the prank calls. Okay, aye? Okay, kids. <laughs> Where are we right now? Describe, because this is an audio series. Where are we? Canary Wharf
1: in between where the training ground West Ham and the centre of London.
0: You look out and you see the the Thames, you see buildings stretching left, right and centre. To me, the Thames and, and one of your teammates had to suffer me banging on about this until he admitted that he used to he used to pinch big rubber tyres, Mark Noble, and go out and, and fish in the Thames or just float along the Thames with his feet in the yes, river. And that was loves his chat? Loves fishing. And the Thames. Oh, but what? is it not the most beautiful, most outrageous river in the whole wide world? if you think about all the history that's happened on that river yeah. as we look out on it we're, we're in a re- I think we're in a really special place we are. right now.
1: Just get similarities to the Glasgow Clydes right now, and ah. um, got of Docklands right now, so uh, it's,
0: <laughs> it's the exact same yeah. So that's what I was going to say, is it, a, is it a good left foot that gets you from the Gallagate to here? Um, I've said this many times, um, sometimes
1: I've been having bad games or, you know, no really been in the game, and it might be sort of get back to your your, your days uh you know just kicking the ball off the wall hitting targets you know then it gets bigger targets and it's like moving and then you start to get sort of coached and different things and then people can see that ah you can you can play but one thing my old man overplayed that much with his weaker foot that he became came right-footed, do you know what I mean? So
0: Having initially been, yes, been like
1: you, outstanding yeah, left, yep.
0: he worked so hard that his right became his so stronger. You,
1: so your, your, old, your old man, end up, he, he, he kind of teaches you along the way to try and, he try and do that. But the, the listen, I always had in my head, I was saying, Dad, listen, I'll be honest with you, I, I trust my left foot, do you know what I mean? I trust it. Uh, so I, I want to I want to use it. That's what's got me the assists, that's what's got me the goals. And, and over the years, that's what's probably dug me a few holes, as we'd say, sort of having a, a bad game and, uh, you know, you, I get one chance and well, the next one you know it's an assist or, or a goal and I firmly believe everywhere I've been, I've done that. So if you want to put it down to sort of having a left foot or having the brain to try and do it, then, then so
0: be it. That's what I was probing for because it's been a long, successful journey. Now, we get listeners from all over the world. In this series, we've had about 14 million listens overall. Very few of them will have grown up in the Gallagate very few of them will know about Barlands or the Barras or, can can you evoke it, can you describe where you grew up, where you were born, what it was like to the extent that people can you know imagine it or feel that they're there
1: I'll try my very best but I'd, honestly until, if, until you're from there you, you, you won't realise what actually goes on it was a very very hard upbringing, you know until I listened to uh, the great comedian Kevin Bridges he says it get voted the most friendliest place in Europe but the biggest crime rate and he says it's the only place in the world where they stab you then give directions to the hospital (laughs) (laughs) I thought do you know what that's That's exactly it. obviously it goes back deeper and the gangs all over Glasgow and I know it sounds a bit cheesy here but when I was growing up you could just you could see lads when a ball came out. It was weird. It was as if like, it just stopped. you know what I mean? And it was like, no, it's football. and this is it, and and we'll put the the rivalry back, or fighting and all this stuff. Just um, a wee bubble of, of yeah. We'll do it. We'll we'll do it after. So f- for me, it, it was the sort of the toughest place. There was you know there was sort of no doors and the building as you're walking into your uh, the blocker four where I lived. Your window goes, goes in for kids playing football in the street, which we've done many times. There's a bit of wood on it, it's no replaced. Rough upbringing, um, which was in your area, was surrounded by other areas uh, um, that was, was involved in the exact same thing. I was for the East End of Glasgow. I'm proud to be from there. It's what's made me the person I am, and there's, everybody speaks about an education uh, streetwise. And the streetwise education has probably got me to where I am just now. And this is um, this is probably why
0: I'm I'm here talking to you just now. In that in a, in a good family like you had, uh, in, in an area where there's 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 proper diamond people, proper people. But it's bumpy because some people don't know better, or there's gangs, and there's allegiances, or there's religion. You know, between parts of the East End that, that differs. And when did you find something out for yourself that taught you? That you were going to make it through that, or that you were strong, or how? Did, when did you first become streetwise? It's it's quite hard to sort of answer that because I felt as if there was that that many. To be honest with
1: you, I felt there was loads. I felt as if there was there was so many times where I could have went drinking with my mates in the street. and never. I chose football. I'm, I'm sort of not ashamed to say it. My dad was a recovering alcoholic. He grew up sort of in in the um, the streets and the way sort of he's turned. I've written round for sort of my family, and he showed me the pathway that that wasn't. And, and to be honest, the, the the best thing for for me was realizing when I went in to full time football when I went into Livingston, because I thought you know to be a footballer you cannot touch a drop of alcohol, you can't do it, and obviously you go in and, and and the lads are going out at the weekend and mm-hmm. different things, and, and then you have a few drinks and you realize pressure's off us isn't it? What it is, you know, it's um, you can sort of enjoy yourself your time to time, and 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 I think the biggest thing. To be honest with you, he, was, he was doing it at the right times, you know. I thought playing football was just... Everybody dreamed of sort of playing the big stadiums and, uh, you know, it's... Um, and, and the first thing I say is, you know, I want to try and get my mum and dad a, a house. That's That was it. It wasn't... The, I want to get my car or any different things like that it was not like that because we didn't know any different you know we never knew anything it was just that was what it was that was an ambition when you were a kid that that was an ambition when I was a kid because I grew up in a family where we were only blessed with sort of saying that you know you had money to do this or that it was if it was my brother working then he would he would help it. My sister was a massive help on sort of getting football boots or clothing or different things we needed we never had any travel nobody in the family had a car or drove anything so if i was getting anywhere it was taxis or, or buses as sort of the older i got to go into uh, clubs and stuff and then players that i played with mums and dads that you probably know james MacArthur, Graham dorns his family and their mum and dads were a massive help for me so good and the coaches, the, the, the local guys all round, just noticing that, listen, there's probably a little diamond in the rough here and, and maybe he could do something So, himself. But nobody ever thought at that point, to be honest with you, that you're going to go and try and play at any sort of
0: level. So, so, is, is, I interpret has been a mix of, what, exactly going back to what you talked about, not just East End of Glasgow, but lots of parts of Scotland whereby we can be a bit rough, we can be caustic, you know, we can be downright bad. But there is an instinct that seems to be in our blood, because I'm not sure it actually gets taught about if you can do somebody a good turn if they are think they're, they're alright you've got to have your way to do them a good turn so these people that you've mentioned their parents or coaches or whatever they saw a talent in you but presumably they were reaching out to help your guide your drive you or do something Yeah. just out of goodness too
1: yeah of course it was all goodness because it was like they they knew that this boy can play and he's close to my son you know and he's, and he's a He's a nice lad. I was always, I'd, I'd always sort of be a, a sort of lovable rogue. Where it was like you're always up to mischievous stuff and always this and that. But I'll be honest with you, I, I was brought up in a family. I never had one single bad bone in my body. I couldn't, I, I couldn't be bad anybody. I was just sort of a loyal family who would do anything for you. That's where we're from. The streets. They would always let you away with just a little bit more, a little bit more, because you know, you just know, he's just. Loved having a laugh and loved having fun and, and and that was that was what it was about for me. What did you get up to? I the type of things where when when Ossie went in like boys' club, we would go in. We had a trip to Blackpool and and the lads are you know they're scared to maybe do something with a coach and, and and I've got a big bucket of water, I'm his door, run the way it because in you no know, soaking you know, him and I'm I'm talking about I'm I'm probably about eleven year old at this point, ten year old and he's thinking how has he even learned that? Do you know what <laughs> I mean? So just 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 small things like that where it's like just having the the, the brass and the the audacity to kind of go and do it, do you know what I mean? I
0: think you then take it in the parkway to say, let's do it, do you know what I mean? So, like, that that idea about having a little bit of anarchy, a little bit of fun, a little bit of a laugh. Of course. So, for example, I might translate how many times you might want to not make a player in a Premier League game, for example. Listen, see that side of the game. That is one thing. When When I was growing up, it was great. Well, let's be honest, everybody
1: wanted to do that. As I went in, uh, I think it was Stuart Lovell, who was my captain. Um what a proper great guy, you know. Um and we had a centre half, who was it? I think it was at Real Madrid B, his name was Oscar Rubio, and I, I think I put it through his legs, and I'm not winding you up. Can you hear Graham? I swear to God. He the ball went into my my feet and I was playing like number ten or something in training, and, and, and they'd heard all oh, this young Gallus boy for was coming up. And he must have put me about 18 feet up there, Stuart Lovell. He he absolutely gained him, and he was like, what are you doing? He's like, he's just... And he went like, no, no, he's up with the big boys now. He's got to learn with the big boys. And I thought, do you know what? Since then, I thought, "Like you're right, do you know what I mean? But don't get me wrong. <laughs> it didn't stop me, to be honest, because I thought, right, well, I, I've got to try and get that respect somehow, do you know what I mean? And and, and, try and But as as time goes on, they, they realise, sure, you're not a, a cocky or a, or, or a bad lad, you know, it's just... It's just the way you are
0: It's in your nature What's it like When you play on a Premier League surface Say pick your favourite Premier League surface Which one would it be What does it feel like Underfoot What does it look like What does it smell like Because the surface Matters to you right A player of your ability Yeah of course Everybody does Uh, And I think that The first
1: time I played at the Emirates I think that was Like every sort of One of four They had the the touchy astral the AstroTuff in it? Do you know what I mean? It made it smooth, and and, it, and that that pitch for me was, was was perfection. Do you know what I mean? I was like, no, no excuses, and there's no there's no divots, none of this. And uh, you know that was a that was a special feeling, and it was like you know both sets of sides playing, and, and it was great. You know, it was um, it was very very good because um, we we trained on uh, we trained on AstroTuff at Livingston for four or five years. Um, that was your training pitch you know. So. There's a lot of talk in Scotland just now about they're trying to get a petition to get it get it out, basically. We trained on that every day, you know. So boys were getting injured on the, sort of, on the regs, it. But it was, um, I, I think, just, just having any
0: pitch. We grew up in red ash. T- t- well, tell us about your... Because that's the contrast. Red, red the ash. The journey's big. So we know what red ash is. Explain yeah. it to, to red, the listeners. Oh, red ash, like the red gravel,
1: it's like grit. It's, um, it's what you put the side of the road sometimes, you know what I mean? We're playing on that, and... Um,
0: you're is it in. better when it's summer uh, dr- you'll you slide for 20 feet <laughs> or in winter where it'll actually rip you down to the bone because it's that oh, hard which, which kind of pain do you, you prefer on the in the, the right winter
1: it's, it's like third degree burns every slide tackle you're making so to be honest it's, um, it's tough because my brother used to go down, my, my brother's a videographer you know he's always in his camera and different things and um, he's, he's doing really well with that and in an early age he was always videoing the games to show my mould and stuff you know and, and he's got some games where I must have been a about, probably say about five feet five or something five feet six for a sort of early age i'm just pushing kids out the way and it was as if like he's a ringer do you know what i mean he is a ringer and and, and, I, and I was that size i was sort of bigger and and just come through and scoring and scoring and scoring and do you know what i mean and and it was it was it, it was Listen, it was brilliant, do you know what I mean? I remember the, the very first, the very first game I played, it was like a competitive game, you know what I mean? for sort of play with your mates. I'm sitting in school and and, and the, the teacher came, um he says, Robert, listen, you've been called to the the, the P whatever, you know. St Anne's uh, doing, doing the Gallagher and I says, Yep, no problem. Uh, went down. I'm in primary three. I was the youngest ever P three to play at primary seven level. But it was a rivalry game, St. Andrews, St. Michael's. The teacher says, listen, have you got any football boots? I went, no. He went, have you any shin guards? I went, no. (laughs) Um, And he went, well, listen, we need a player to play. I heard you can play. Somebody's been saying you can play. You know what I mean? And I thought, this is it. This This is the chance. So I've played in my trainers on the red ash. Away we go. We, we won 4-2 four, four against St Michael's. Um, scored two. And I just feel at that point, I thought, this is this is what I want to do, do you know what I mean? This is exactly it. And then you sort of go through the gears. And, and, and that school coach was the one who remained with me all the way through the journey, you know? He was the one that used to drive me through. and Brilliant. He was the one that used to do everything. And Game dies without people like him. Yeah, Colin. Do you want to name him? Colin Syme, yeah, Colin Syme. I think he should um, be named. He should be named. I've spoken about him and said it several, several times, um, and he was the guy that took me as far as he could take me. But he stayed the the, the full journey. Do you know what I mean? And, and it's just. It's stuff that like that you appreciate. He's he's close with my mum and dad. And do you know what I mean? Just brilliant. Um, class.
0: You, you've also told so if that was you playing against guys who were four years older than you, and um, they couldn't have enjoyed the experience of losing to a three. It's it's barely even credible when you say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. You, didn't you construct a picture of your own with your brothers? Did you,
1: yeah, that's 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 true. Me and my two brothers. I think um growing up in the Galway, there was that wasn't the only thing we had was Crown Point, um which is a it's a pay. Yeah, we, it's you, a you to pay. To get on in
0: different things. It's a local council service where there's maybe really yes. football pitches, and I don't yes. know if
1: there's other types of pitches. Running, there's a running, running track, track, there's a five-side yeah. part. There's, there's loads of different things. We used to play our home games there for Kelton, and that's where, for me, I was like, let's go, man. Out we go, built the, um, the, the football park, me and my brothers, and, and it was like... On
0: scrubland or what
1: not just grass, just grass at the back on the hills, away we go, build um some two by twos, four by fours, um some netting. Uh, we cut off the scaffold that they were building, shut them down, and it was like green netting and, and it
0: was it was perfect. When it's made it feels like heaven when oh, you're young and you've got an actual goal and a net. Ninety percent
1: of fights growing up in Glasgow was the jumpers. No, that was a goal, no, no, it, wasn't it? It was his no sleeve. No, was it? The
0: really two
1: jumpers, and I'm thinking the amount of arguments you had about that. and <laughs> yeah, I, You see VAR and goal line technology, yeah. yeah. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. That's so, never mind Stotley Park, cinema at the Gallery. The swagger must have been there because if you're known in the neighbourhood as the kid that can play, you maybe get a bit of a free pass from. I'm not just talking about the gangs, but look, you can walk tall in the neighbourhood if you can play in Scotland.
1: I think it, I think it helped massively. Um, everywhere you went, you know, it was always. And there's a, you know, you see the sort of Glasgow people. Uh, there's always a. Glasgow people are the best at giving you credit but putting you down. I've <laughs> ever seen. Honestly, I swear I've not seen my brothers in months upon months. I walk in the house and see they going, "How are you? How's the kids?" They go, "What about that chance you missed in the 65th minute?" <laughs> I swear. So when, so, so when you're grown up, it's like, oh, I heard you, I heard you're the, the little lad who is playing or whatever. And yeah. then in, in, in the same sentence, it's like, you know, a lot of people don't make it from where we're from. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I loved that. For me, growing up, I loved it. I loved it. I loved every single thing where somebody saying to me, "You're not good enough. You'll never make it. You can't do this. You can't do that." I just, honestly, I loved it. It drove me. Well, forward. pushed down. Yeah, it drove. It drove me forward to say. I'm gonna show every single person that you're wrong. I don't, I don't care. And, and listen, see if i ever, made it. Um, and then I just don't know why I look back and say it. it'd be any fault of mine. Where you know that mean? come from?
0: I don't know. I just, do you think I, we've got it more
1: as a nation, the Scots? No, than listen. I, I genuinely think it's a lot to do with your upbringing. I do. If you, if you've been brought up, and no disrespect, if you've been brought up where you're, your, your, you know, you're getting money off your family, and and you know, you don't need to go and work or different things. Uh, and it's like it's it's a very difficult mental approach where it's like um you need to feed yourself do you know what i mean this is it like uh, there's many times where i'd turn around and say to my mum and dad you know a couple of lads at school are, you know are getting money for uh, lunch or different things She was like i don't i don't care <laughs> like we've not got money i've got i've got brothers and you've got brothers and sisters and that is what it is so there's a drive inside there's a there's an ambition and and, and there's there's sort of menu that's like listen all, 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 I, all I thought about was 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 just wanting to kick the ball about my, uh, my, my friends and different things and then before you know it, it's just a dream of playing football. It's a dream, let's be honest. It's no saying I'm going to get there or anything like that. But as people start to tell you, you start to believe, coaches start to tell you and you then start to think, I must have a chance here, you know. I must have a real chance and that's all you've got. So same when you see young kids growing up, so many parents are involved Us. There's, there's different things telling lads about boot deals. There's um, there's s- some agents in there in it for sort of the wrongdoings, and, and and I just think you know, just let the kid play and let everything mm. else
0: just take many, care of there's itself. There's too many beaks in the trough. Of course there is. And then this idea that if somebody's got a special talent or even if they've got a chance of making it, that should be the number one priority for everybody to push. And then you can argue about the percentages later there's too many people don't think like that you know we've got socials and we've got sponsors so we're going to pick one of these questions um, on daily could you ask Snoddy how good was David Fernandez at Livy and uh, also have you ever come close to joining Owen's uh, club Celtic first off I'll start with Fernandes he was, he was
1: brilliant he came over and, and, and he was um, he was so good with the ball His feet like a close control number 10 where nobody could get off him as soon as he gets hit, he gets back up. Um, and for every one of us, as a, as a young, we used to just admire him, you know? When, when sort of you, I you was know, seeing that, I was like a number 10 midfielder coming in off, off the wing. Like it was just like, do you know what I mean? It was like, I, I, I loved players like that, where I was just like, he, he, it's like they give the ball to him because they know he could, mm. be the, he could be the difference. Okay. Um, and, and, and that sort of respect thing, um, the players, and they had a trust of, of him, you know? Um, and, and I sort of, when I went in, I'd be, I'd, I would be lying to you, so I said I'd try and replicate a lot of the things that, that he done, because he, he was great for for us inspiring to sort of say, you know,
0: this is this is what it takes to get in there, you know what I mean? And you inspired living in Scotland, if to, to to go there Show your stuff To say okay This is still the same game Everything around it Is so different From what he's brought up Do you remember the keeper Sanchez Brotto remember I him? do Yeah Well he
1: was the first one That came in In Scotland Where he was doing the Remember this, the sign winder Kick that all the old, old keepers do He was the first I'd ever seen do that In um, Scotland And he came at Livingston And uh, what a keeper So good Trying to play Kicks and different things Just small details And, and then you sort of As the game sort of develops You realise What they were probably doing years advanced uh, in in Spain is what we're sort of uh, trying to get around to.
0: Ten players plus a keeper. Yeah. In theory, there's eleven players. Yeah, of course. Whatever the keeper can do to influence a game yeah. or bring yeah. his brain, not just his saves, into it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's yeah his yeah, school. Yeah.
1: And taking like uh, possession boxes all over the park, and if you can use that sort of man as a you know the extra man in this, uh, um, we obviously strikers try to uh, close you down, and if you use the keeper as much as you can, that's the way the games. That's exactly where the games went now, and, and and I think it's. um it's great for the sort of the neutral and everybody. But one of the things I always say is, you need to come out for the very start and say, "This is what yeah. we're doing." Because as <laughs> soon as you, it doesn't go right, you've got to crowd get it in the mixer. How many times have I get it up
0: the park? And we're it's so like, impatient, eh? Yeah, yeah we're that's. Really impatient.
1: But listen, if, if if you come out for the very start and say, "This is what I'm doing. This is the way I'm going to do it," and and, and that's it. you need to, you need to it's buy it's buy it's me. I think. Big, you know.
0: and and the Celtic.
1: Answer. Yes. No. Listen, there was there was there's been a few times where. It could have happened. I was, I was, listen, I'm, I'm not going to deny the fact, I'm a sort of boyhood Celtic fan, I've watched them since I, I was, a, you know, when I was young and it was a game where, you know, if somebody's got a spare ticket outside the ground, they would give you it and, and in your end, you know what I mean? And, and that, just the roar and everything and supporting and, you know what I mean? It was just, a, it was a special feeling, it's, it's such a uh, great Behind goal? Jungle? We were everywhere. We were we were on guys' shoulders and cheering, and you know sometimes you're doubling up on seats because you're two you're, you're two mates and you've given it a game, and then they let you in after 45. You know it's just, just that feeling, um, and it was it was a special sort of feeling, and you get a chance to sort of see what it was all about, you know. And uh, I think my very first one, of my first games against them, Celtic were four 0 up at Almondville and Chris Sutton knocked me out with an elbow in the first 30 minutes. Pure accident Running by him And he just went Bosh There you go Take that And I was fighting myself He's just knocked me out Of 4-0 <laughs> Like what has he got to gain For that like, Do you know what I mean That, that thing And it, 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 it's just like But that was a ruthless side Do you know what I mean They had Hartson uh, Sutton Marson It was just It was a special team Do you know what I mean
0: there a wee midfielder What was Is, you, is he not just about The best player that I've had In the modern era Moravchik Oh it was, was amazing. I've been used to take the corners with both feet, and
1: just as if it was just just the norm. Um, and you're thinking, what, what, what foot? Is he, does he play with? You know what I mean? Just special. Um, okay. Some of the uh, the talent i have had over the early years has, has been incredible.
0: Get started today at try That's trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. It's quite famous that when you get a chance to the Rangers Boys Club or a Rangers affiliate, you've got a Celtic shorts and you've got the and some kind of mad Celtic like top underneath your yeah, training kit. What do you call it? The, the bumblebee, remember? The, the bumblebee, bumble bee, yeah. I it? do remember, but not not fondly, obviously. Yeah, yeah you know, no, I understand that. it's the Celtic, but to Rangers. Yeah, that's fair. Two, two, two European stars. Yeah, exactly. The, the mighty dandies. But I've, I've heard you plead, so we're retrying this case, is what I'm saying. I've heard you plead that that was the only kit you have. You can't turn up to Rangers training. Celtic shorts yeah. and a Celtic bumblebee top I know There has to have been an element of two be, fingers to you. You, you you would
1: say that but I did you, you, w- you would say that but I'll be honest with you I, I had a plan <laughs> <laughs> Rangers were sponsored by Nike back then I used to get free kit I had, I had my shorts I had the, I had my plan I was thinking right these shorts of my big brother This one really? <laughs> They're putting their orders in And I'm thinking there's no way I'm going to get signed here but the family needs to be kitted out Kitt- with some night gear.
0: You know? yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Full respect. So
1: that was it. that was a good time. And it was, you know, Rangers, they, they just went through the where they introduced Murray Park and all that, you know, yep. and they were trying to get the talent through and all that stuff. And they did, some of the talent that came through there. It was, it was exceptional. But listen, I, I, I took my, my youth team at. Livingston um, over them um, and Celtic because we were beating them all you yeah, know right. um, we had some good players and, and, and Livingston they, they, they gave me a promise they said to me I want you in the first team when you're 16 and Dominic Keane and uh, Willie Hawkey involved and he says listen I want you in and, and that's what happened
0: yeah sliding door moments when you make a big choice like that and you, you, you say no to Celtic or you you closed that door. One of the first times I'd have been conscious of watching you because I've been away for so long. I didn't really see the the Livy Dream so much, but I did watch. I've been living in Spain, obviously. And I did watch that um, under-19 championship that you, that you played so successfully in. I want to try and mine your memories of 2006. You'll obviously know that Poland was a country that must have been ex- extremely different for you at that age there's a 4-0 result against Spain a 2-2 draw against Portugal and then a 3-2 win against Turkey to yes. qualify to go through a Turkey that I'd, I don't know if you noticed him at the time Arda Turan playing against you several things fascinate me um, the Poland experience Archie Gemmel, the coach one oh. of Scotland's great heroes a hard man a demanding man yes. I'd love to know what you made of him and then the third part of it which I'll remind you because it's a long question is that this is what Scotland doesn't do. You know, we're, we lose four 0 to the group favourite, draw two two with Portugal, then we go out with another draw. Yeah. yeah. And you win three two yes. against a really good Turkish yes, side. Yes. And and go through to the semi final and the final. Yeah. yeah it's I know. extraordinary. Yeah. Poland, what was it like?
1: It was a different experience. It was um, it was one where the lads were just you know d- delighted to be there. Um, we just had a bunch of um, young kids, who. You know they had a smile on their face, and 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 we were playing for our country. It was a great feeling. And as soon as the first whistle goes, and and you know, you play against Spain, and you think to yourself, Jesus, this is this is a proper level. This is technical players who like to take the ball. And as you get a bit older, then you realise the way they've been coached, the way they've been taught, and 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 we played probably the way Scotland have played for years with pure heart. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. we realised, lads, you can run as much as you possibly want, but oh, those you got to take your hat off? They were they were incredible. What was the difference
0: that you? Mata. On the they pitch? had Diego
1: Capel They had PK. They had. um uh, Bueno Yeah, uh, the boy. Um, Mario the, Suarez. Yeah, he played for Atletico. it the, the boy? It was at Real Madrid. With the, he had the headband. He was he was very good as well. I think he was number ten. Okay. Xavi Garcia. I think he went in Man City. Garcia went in Man City yeah, and yeah, played
0: yeah. in Russia as well. Currently, still at uh, Real Betis. Yes, they had a good g- big holding organizing midfielder. Yes,
1: very very good. Um, they they were great. You know. Like male models, everyone of them were brilliant, and and we were just sitting in all. I think of Jesus.
0: Did the ball move differently than you're used to? Is that what it was? It was just the
1: movement. It was everything. The, the the way they played, the way they moved off the ball, we just found it very very difficult. And you can run as much as you want, but listen, the ball moves quicker than anybody, and that's exactly what they done. They moved it, but they moved into areas where we we just couldn't we just couldn't deal with. It, you know, so that was a it was a great introduction into the tournament and saying right. I think it was the best thing that happened to us because we, we knew against the next two against uh, Portugal and Turkey that we had to be a little bit more cuter um, and take our chances when, when when they came.
0: What was it like being coached by Archie? What's Archie like as a as a guy? Just
1: if not really sum up how you be patriotic towards your country. It was it was Archie Gemmill. He loved Scotland. A proper top fella, great man. He, he let you know what it meant to have that sort of national anthem playing, and and, and it was a special feeling. And it, and it, it was it was everything that he says. It was that's it. That, that's exactly what, you know tingling down your. Your spine is sort of pulling your, you know, your your national jersey on and it was just, it was amazing. And, and I think um, he gave us that sort of extra 5% on you know what it meant to play for Scotland and I think that's what's seen us uh, through to get in this
0: sort of stage we were at. He, he liked you, Tommy Wilson was his assistant. Yes. Tommy's over in the States and I stayed in touch so I just asked him and he said Archie loved Errol's attitude. He said, talked about you playing at Livy alongside Graham Dorrance, your mainstay for us, a throwback player yep. who had all the quality but put in a blue-collar, hard-working approach. And it's, a, it's his approach that from then to now has taken him so far. He said there's a brilliant expression in that tournament. Robert went head-to-head with some world-class talent as if he belonged. That was yeah. one of his strengths. Yeah. That's a great phrase to be Do, said about Do you know
1: what? You. See, so I was going to tell you a story, actually. We, we, I think we were 3-1-up or 3-0 and he, t- he took me off in the game which was fine he makes subs and all the different things and, and it wasn't Archie it was Tommy and me and Tommy nearly had a fight <laughs> <laughs> we nearly had a full blown fight because of how much we cared and how much we were desperate to do something as a country it, it doesn't matter what any level it's been a good while since anybody done anything do you know what I mean it kind of get in we, we weren't thinking about oh it's not the first team it was just it was Scotland, Scotland um, yeah. and, and we had a full fight because he was I was like, no, you need to put um, this one on or whatever. I can't remember who it was, the personnel, but it was like...
0: You were telling them his job, effectively.
1: Everybody was. We were all saying that at that point, this is what was needed. And, and, and we nearly had a full fight. And at the very end, obviously, we, we, we held on free to him and, and we get through, you know what I mean? And, and we two just hugged it out at the very end. What, <laughs> a, what a good moment, because it was like everything was... You know, the, the adrenaline and, and what it meant to to get there was was a great feeling
0: semi-final on at half time for the already booked Stephen Fletcher who missed yes. the final yes on at half time all the way through to the 89th minute
1: yes talk to me tell me how did you get booked I cannot did remem- you know I cannot remember but I, I remember just looking over and, and it shaking his head and I thought oh no I'm, I'm, I'm missing the final you know and we already Fought Stephen, who was unbelievable at tournament. St- Stephen Fletcher was missing the tournament. And I thought, Jesus, and to watch that was a it was a harsh lesson. It was one that I thought I'm glad that it happened so early on in my career um, because it was the worst feeling. Uh, it was the worst feeling I'd, I'd probably experienced up until to that moment.
0: Leeds, yes. you introduced Leeds uh, when we were um, chatting off Mike about the the special nature of the club, and allegedly I don't know if they're still selling. Um, keep calm and give it to Snodgrass T-shirts. <laughs> Do you have one?
1: <laughs> no, no, i no, And should I'm we I'm just keep I'm calm and any. give everything
0: to you? Yeah. <laughs> that was um Leeds. Yeah. One of the things that I love is I grew up, I'm much, much, much older than you. I grew up just doting on Eddie Gray. Hi. Just the most magical footballer. Yeah. And he'd have been in and around that area of the club at the time that you were there. He praised you highly. He said, you know, when they were naming their team of the decade, he talked about you as... Not only the best player of this decade, but Leeds' is best player since they were relegated from the Premier League in 2004. What was the experience? Why Leeds? What did it feel like when you went there?
1: I am um, first and foremost. I want to tell you how I got there because it, it's, it's actually a good story, <laughs> and I want, I want to tell you because I want to tell you from from my side what I experienced, and it was um, it was something that I'd, I'd never experienced, and, and I'd done I'd done well, in one of my ex. Teammates, a guy called Lee Matthews, who's now my agent, and he runs SMI Agency. He was uh, was my teammate. I was his first player. He was the best man at my wedding, and he played with Leeds. With Gary Kelly, Ian Hart got some bad injuries. He already had a love for Leeds United, mm. you know. So just by chance, Gary Mack was the manager, Gary McAllister. Thought he phones, uh, he says, Listen, he says, uh, Gary Mack's going to get your phone. I says, Jesus, absolute Scotland legends here. I'm thinking, he's going to phone. I'm thinking, oh, no, all right, no worries getting ready for a phone call and all that stuff. He says, listen, he wants to take you down there for a week to see what you're all about. As a person, because there was a lot of talk about, as I said to you about four with a sort of, he, he came through an era where at Livingston, John Robertson and, and all the lads who I, I fell out with. I fell out with all them and, 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 and had, you know, massive like, barneys with all them and all that stuff because I, I, I wanted to, play my way and, and then they wanted something else you know that's what I'll put it down to. They, they they seen it a different way and, and, and he forced me out on loan at that point he was like no no it would be best for you go, Sterling, on, go on loan yes go on loan and I was like ok no worries fine successful time got promoted came back had a good season Mark Proctor scored uh, it was 10 11 goals 14-15 assists I'm thinking Grim Dawn's way to West Brom and this was this was it that was a chance to go. phone rings Gary Mack Robert how you doing what do you take you down for a week I says nope I'm not coming I've got a daughter who's, who's very young um, and i've got security i've got mk dons there who what he offered me the contract i can't go down for a week and you're saying you know that um you know the, the contract it's not there just now i want you down for a week i says um i can't kind of do it and he must have been thinking he's actually knocking back Leeds united you know mm. um he's 18 year old i think it was at the time but there was no contract for mk dons i've blagged it mm. i've absolutely blagged it i thought Let's do it. Let's, let's see what's happening here. <laughs> I've never told Gary Mack this story, so if you <laughs> want to tell him, tell him. And, uh, we'll put you in touch. Yeah, and then... Phone rings after I... Obviously, you hang up the phone. D-Matteo for MK Dons. No. no. I swear. I'll find two legends the one day. That was enough. Even if same, I didn't sign my foot, I've spoke to the two lads there. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm back up in hotel. I think That's brilliant. So he goes, uh, he goes, Robert, what do you run the 100 metres in? Because... I like my wingers to be fast. I did not know what to say at that point. And the first thing it came to me, there's a track to the Kelton. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I went, I don't know. I'll go down the track and I'll like, I'll let you know. <laughs> I says, I'll give you a shout back. And he must have been thinking, is this guy leading me up here? Do you know what I mean? I went, I don't know what I run the 100 metres in. So I thought, oh Jesus. I went, I've, you know, I've, I've messed things up with him now. You know, I mean, he doesn't you know what, he does he know what run the 100 meters in. I was thinking, nobody had ever said that to me before. Cause I thought, you know, you gotta score goals, or you gotta create, or whatever, 100 meters. And I thought, Jesus. And then my agent thought me done that. What Gary Mack wants to offer you off your four-year deal, and I Beautiful. thought, yeah, beauty. I, Honestly, I couldn't have told him that I ran the hundred meters, but I could have told him I ran two hundred <laughs> mile lengths. I ran the to Leeds to <laughs> sign that deal. It was brilliant. He, he, he came to me sort of two months, two months in. Gary Mack and and I listen, I hit the ground running, I was scoring goals and different things, and and he says, listen, I want to apologise to you. I says, why? He says, because I listened to other people's perception on what you are as a lad on what you, where you were probably from, and every single thing you've done since you've come down here, you've been a breath of fresh air. And I didn't have anybody sort of say that these, those words to me, do you know what I mean? And I thought, you beauty, do you know what I mean? Like, you're doing the right things, Robert. You know, you moved away from home. You were sort of 19. You went down there all on your own. I had a kid back home, and my missus and my wife who I'm with just now. It was a, a test as such, you know. Can you cope down there? Can you, can you do the sort of the big boys playground and go down there and make a name for yourself and one thing that was firmly in my head I did not want to combat a failure through any any fault of my own you know Give it any everything. any Scotsman that leaves home he, he always leaves home to better he's selling and, and that's what I say all the time and, and that's the that's the truth you know you, you, you get you get sort of one chance to dance and and, and, and I grabbed that chance because when you've got the likes of Eddie Gray and, and Lorimer and stuff you know putting their arm around you and you need to Extended uh, a welcome to uh, it, unbelievable yeah. honestly yeah. You, you would not even imagine and just even that a phoned my old man you wouldn't even believe who I spoke to today and these type of guys and even all the old legends were about the and match day um, and, and I'll be honest with you it was it was probably um, that was that was the making of me that that, that club you know they, they, they turned me into a man they um, they, they, they gave me everything I, you know I left there as captain it was it was one of the hardest decisions um, that I had to make still to this day
0: you made me think that you know and you, from the way you introduced it, talking about John Robinson, that obviously Gary had been worried that you might be a bad boy. Yeah. Or, but whether behaviour or attitude or whatever. Yeah, it was. yeah, of course, yeah. And then the first thing he hears from you is, "No, I'm not coming down for four weeks." Yeah. So that would have, in normal life, not not in that conversation, in normal, that would have emphasised the person's preconception. Yes. So for Gary to go, "No, I need him. I need him anyway, yeah. even though that phone call seems to reinforce what I've been told." Yeah. Either. Yeah. He absolutely loved your skills Or he's a very brave man Who went like bullets to what I've heard I'm just going to bet on this guy That's it That's what I believe it is
1: I, I think he, he, he took a, a risk And he'd probably seen a lot of his self In yeah. certain situations And thought You know, why not Give the kid a chance What have I got to lose It wasn't a lot of money
0: I was, I wasn't on, I was, on, I was on peanuts going there But and we've talked about it, how ruthless this sport is Of course Being Brutally ruthless Yeah, of course So the easiest thing for him to have done Would have been No, find somebody else Yeah, no, listen, and... and It's a big thing he did, I think. Gary Mike left sort of four
1: four months into the job, and I think that season I scored 11, I got 19 assists, so I was involved in 30 goals, and that, for me, going down there as an unknown to them, singing your name, you see them with Snodgrass jerseys and different things, that, a sort of, a massive club, you know what I mean, a giant club. Don't get me wrong. You, you say it yourself. Sorry, you go to League One, the sleeping giant, but they were still thirty odd thousand every week. And then some of the bigger games, Boxing Day against Leicester, I scored the last minute goal. We got a draw, and it took us in that sort of that playoff. And, and it was like forty something thousand. It was it was incredible, you know.
0: And you left them with a playoff semi-final, and then going up. Yeah, you yeah. left them the championship. I mean, you yeah, did yeah. them a turn. Yeah. And it's a good legacy to have left. We, we wanna, you've mentioned the the guests we've had on this show because we've we've had. Gary Mack, and um, you know, you've know, you played with Sean Maloney, he's been on this, you played with Andy Robson, eventually he's been on this, but like one of the ones that we've had and really enjoyed is Millie, James Milner. Yes. And he's got an inkling that one day he'll maybe go back yeah. to play at least once he's won another couple of Champions Leagues, of course. Yes. Could you see yourself back? At, let's see, hypothetically, West Ham all the way now, contract respected. I'm just talking about the hypothesis, Leeds somehow come up this season. Yeah. I'd say in a year or two, you're like, yeah, I, I could finish off at Leeds in the Premier League. Do
1: you know what? It'd be, it'd be, it would be a fantastic story. It would be a great story um, to kind of go, go back there in different things. It's, it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, you, you never know in football, you know, who would I ever say that I'd been back at West Ham after the first few months? And um, the relationship I've got there with those fans is, is sensational. It's, it's,
0: it's sort of close. But you're, you're what you know? they crave.
1: I think in football terms, and I just I just think if you appreciate what a fan goes through on yeah, a day-to-day yeah, yeah. basis in terms of the travel, the accommodation and away games, kids you need to take. Every week we would love to see somebody make 25 passes and a goal. There you go, brilliant. Up the road, you know, my team's flying. Sometimes that's not a problem. Sometimes you go through sort of situations that, you know, we're going through now. Well, isn't that... You know, it isn't like 25 passes and a goal. It's, um, it's more than that. It's, you know, c- you know, can you look yourself in the mirror at the end of the game and say every single butt of effort I had went on that part today. Don't come off with any sort of regret, nothing. And I know you've been told that since you were a young kid, but there's a difference between saying it and doing it, you know. And, and that's one thing that I've always tried to do. Have I been good enough on, uh, on certain occasions? Definitely not. But I'll be the first one to put my hands up and again, and say, lads, listen. I wasn't anywhere near my best today, but nobody will ever, nobody will ever question my, my attitude and my work rate or desire and and I've had that since I've I've been a young kid. No matter what I've got into, it, I've always tried to give my all. The, the, the biggest thing in football for me now is facing it, facing your teammate and saying to him, listen, you bailed me out there. <laughs> you know, this is why we're part of your team. in and and my. Eyes.
0: Well, when you see a group of sportsmen or women offer one, one for all, they genuinely are not just saying it. It's uplifting. Course. And you believe you can turn any corner, that you can. if you're down, you can come up. If you're up there, you can win. That unity, when a manager can bring it out, when the players have got character, yeah. is something... Because 180 degrees from what you've just been describing, I'm not going to draw you into Mesut Oslo. I'm going to say, one of the things that drives people mental about him, and I've seen him actually in the tunnel after games and at training grounds, and his temper and his aggressiveness and his competitiveness are all there. But when he's playing, people have a perception that his skill level is ultra... But the very things you've been talking about, have you left it all out there? Have you given absolutely everything? People don't believe that's yeah. the case. I've seen the Arsenal
1: fans do that. The, the biggest thing is, these players are different from, you've, you've, the, the people see it as if, you've got your work courses in the team, but you need
0: no, your number. Your, no, your, yeah, but hold on. I, because of the yeah, level of the discussion That's what having, people see as- You give is, both.
1: Yeah, yeah, no,
0: you listen- you, I, You're born with a certain vision, creativity, talent that not every footballer has, even at Premier League level, yeah, no, you just have, but, that exposition you had about, oh, no, here's my character, here's what I pledge, is my basic minimum, yes. 100%, not saying it, doing it all the time. Yeah. That mix, you yeah. know, there's no way would anybody would say, because Robert Snodgrass works hard, he's one of our workhorses. Nobody's ever said that. About- yeah,
1: but but the thing is, you know, for me, is once it's not going well, you need to do the other side of the game. Double. Now, if you're not creating goals and scoring goals, yeah. then they look at your all-round game and say, right, well, you're not getting anything. You're not working hard for the team hmm. and you're not bringing assists and goals. So if you're, listen, you're match winners, they need to be match winners. They need to be creating goals and scoring goals no matter what level you're playing at. That's the reason why the coach maybe gives you a little bit of leeway more than anything. And, and listen, I've been stuck between, are you a grafter or are you that number 10? Because I played number 10 for Scotland. I um, played number 10 for Norwich on certain occasions. played number 10 for uh, Hull on certain occasions. And listen, I've always been one that I'll try and give everything for a team. And it goes well and score goals, great. Um, if I don't, then I've put in my level of performance job. my
0: teammates' all respect. We've got good sponsors, Bet365, who keep us alive. They ask two questions. They say, and you can categorise this any way you feel. Who's the best manager you've played for, for whatever um, reason?
1: Different managers bring different qualities. In, in my opinion, for me, Gordon Strachan was was getting it right at Scotland um, when I when I was there. He he was doing things the right way. Did he probably leave too soon? I, I think definitely. And um, I think if he would have kept on going the way he was going when I first came in, I, I felt as if you know we we were making progress. And and I felt as if he was trying to step outside the box for the sort of Scotland way and sort of playing 4-5-1, sit behind the ball and, and, and the, the, the one that's probably grinding results out, one um, nil victories, at least France, different things like that, you know, when moments of quality for McFadden or, you know, last-minute headers for Steve McManus or Caldwell or different things like that. And uh, I, I genuinely think that he was a great manager. I think he could have stepped, you know, Scotland in the right direction uh, if he'd have stayed on.
0: Bet 6 also want to know what's the best goal you've scored in your career so far?
1: The best goal I've scored, probably say the Premier League goal I scored. I've reversed it. It wasn't my favourite goal, but up until when I actually sat and thought about it, where the West Ham game where we beat Palace. no any sort of, you taking any playoffs or anything didn't, didn't like that. It was just that it was a feeling where I'd scored that first Premier League goal for West Ham where it was a, it was a, it was a great, it was a special feeling. It was, it was a, a magnificent feeling where I didn't think I would be in this situation again mm-hmm. at this club. And then to turn things around, then to score that goal, it just shows you that you know if if you stick to what you believe in, you stick to your morals and a drive and ambition to kind of to take one step back to take two steps forward. I, I, I felt as if I had done that in my um, my career at that point.
0: Top goals. I'm sad it wasn't the winner against Croatia, who you have something personal against because like some of the best results Scotland have had in recent years is beating a squad that eventually would go on and be runners up in the world cup okay four years later yeah. um, but you got the winner what in the away game on
1: the away game and i mean stephen Naismith scored in the the home game we beat them 2-0 um big scarps to take yeah, that con- convinced convincingly They just that that sort of feeling alone i think the game before that i get i get sent off so i owed the team one we were beating wales 1-0 um and i made a couple of tackles and i get sent off probably um, first or second time my career I've been sent off, and then I said, you know, I I, I owe the how the boys one, you know, to get the winner, um, and that 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 feeling.
0: You think like that, so let's say you've had a bad game or you've been sent off, whatever. But you actually think I've got to equalise. I've got to you do listen.
1: Even if the team don't see it like that, I seen it like okay. that. You know, I uh, yeah, it's, like it's, it's you know, I, I owed them one, and you know, I cost them and after that game against Wales, where they, they came back and they, they scored the penalty, and then they came back. And they obviously, we were down to 10
0: men. That was the red card game. That against was, Wales.
1: that's only a certain amount of times I've been emotional. Uh, I couldn't stop crying after that game. I felt as if, you know, I let the lads doing and, and Strang pulled me, and he was like, What, what are you doing? What are you, what are you crying for? And he says, um, In that game, you were the one that was wanting the show for the ball. He says, We never played well that night. You were one of the bright sparks. He said, I tell you if you're rubbish, mm-hmm. I tell you if you're good. And I'm telling you you were good. He says, So don't worry about it. You, you play next game and you got to prove yourself. And, and that's why, you know, because after that, you know, I felt I've let my family, I've let the country, all that stuff, you know, you take home, you, and I thought, no, nah, no, nah, have some bollocks and, and puff your chest out and uh, let's see what you're about away to Croatia and getting the winner was a special feeling.
0: It's a nice way to add to your explanation about Strachan because yeah. that's a good message and he was giving you a real message. He wasn't yeah. just kidology about, yeah, yeah. like, I'll cheer you up. Yep. He was telling you the truth Yep, yep it at home.
1: Yeah, of course.